Um, yeah, it's great being here this morning and it's a privilege to share God's word with you guys. And uh, I had the privilege to share the word not so long ago. So for the first time in my life, I can say I'm doing a series. It's by a grad. Doing a series. Last time I spoke about God's love. But today I want to talk about forgiveness and God's forgiveness. Because not only is our God a loving God, but our, our God is also a forgiving God that forgives sin. Considering what Davi spoke about last week, about the sin, and sin can lead to all kinds of bad things, and at the end even to death, uh, we must understand that God's heart is always to forgive us. That's what he wants for us, because he wants all of us to be saved. And I'm not taking away anything from anything that Davi said last week. We must understand sin is wrong, and that's what Davi spoke about last week. I just want to talk about the forgiving part today. And I am preaching to myself. I'm not preaching to you guys. This is for myself. I get gisteren I'm actually just going to, to preach for myself today. So I can actually and preach there because it's just for myself. But I hope that I will touch some of your hearts as well today. Because this uh, forgiveness thing is kind of a little confusing for me. Yeah? And we'll get to that part now. But if we think about it, what is the most important part of the gospel? Jesus died on a cross. That's the most important part. But why did he die on the cross? So that our sins could be forgiven. That's why he died. That's the reason why Jesus came. So that our sins could be forgiven. So 1 John 1 verse 9 says the following. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. And will forgive us our sins. And purify us from all unrighteousness. God wants to purify us from unrighteousness. So what is forgiveness? The word for, forgive means to wipe the slate clean, to pardon, to cancel all debt. It means that when we repent from our sin, then God sees us as if we did not sin. Sydney. We didn't sin. Like he saw Adam before Adam sinned. So I want to start, I want to start with a question early on. When last did you ask God to forgive you of something? And be honest, just for yourself. When last did you come to God and say, please forgive me for and in actual fact, that must be a daily thing that we do. That we ask God to forgive us our sins. You might say, in various, like my confession session today, I must confess, I sometimes feel uh, that I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't steal. So do I really sin if I don't do those things? Then God comes and tells us in verse 8, of 1 John 1. 
if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. Okay. So my thinking of stealing and murdering is flawed then. No? <laughs> we all sin on a daily basis. So the next question will then be, are there big and small sins? Now, moord, stealing, seems like big sins to me. And that's a tough question, because once again, I can justify myself before God and say, well, I haven't committed murder. I haven't committed adultery. But then we read in James 2 verse 10, for the for the forever keeps the whole law and yet stumble at just one point is guilty of breaking it all. So the point is, do we all sin? Yes, we do. Are there big and small sins? No. Sin is sin. Therefore, we need forgiveness from God. Because Romans 6 verse 23 says, for the wages of sin is death. That's what we get. So, obviously, we desperately need God. And therefore, we desperately need forgiveness. But there are a few things that we must understand about forgiveness. The first one is, God always had a plan for sin. If you go back to before sin, before Eve ate the apple, as was Eve geweest, na? Adam had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm joking. It was Eve, good. But God and Adam's relationship before that time was good. God walked with Adam every day. And you know what? That's still God's desire. To walk with us every day like he walked with Adam. So when Adam sinned, he already had a plan for the sin. And the whole of the Old Testament points to Jesus that would come on a cross and die on a cross for us. I mean, he even leaves the 99 sheep to go for the one that's missing. So even when Adam and Eve left the Garden of Eden... God was not going to just leave us as is. He had a plan. And God knew that we were going to have a problem with sin. Because we were all, now after Adam fell, all were born with the seed of sin. So God was always in control of this sin thing. The next thing that we must understand about forgiveness is that it is a gift. Forgiveness is a gift from God. There's nothing that I can do, nothing that I can buy, nothing that I can promise, yes, Lord, but if I promise not to do it again, will you forgive? No. It is a gift from God. But, and that I also said in my previous preach, it's not cheap. It's free, it's a free gift, but it's not cheap. 1 Peter 1 verse 18 to 19 says the following, For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life 
handed down to you from your forefathers. But with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. The price that was paid for our sin was enormous. We can therefore not carry on with our sinful lives and just do as we please. Because God is going to forgive us in any case. No. And that's what Davi spoke last week about. If we continue and not turn away from sin, at some stage we are going to get into trouble. The third thing that we must know about forgiveness is it is our choice to accept the gift of forgiveness. Before Jesus died on a cross for us, how did people get forgiveness for their sins? Yes, there were many rituals they had to perform, sacrificing animals. But the fact is, they had to do something. And even today, we don't have to perform rituals. So we don't have to but we still have to come to God and ask for his forgiveness. He's not going to force his forgiveness on us. If I don't go to God and ask him for forgiveness, he's not going to come to me and say, Wari, you must actually come and speak to me about what you did. No, it's not how it works. Sometimes I wish... That we still lived in the Old Testament in where my art. So that we can just see the sacrifices and that we can be reminded that we must confess our sins before God. Must be daily. The fourth thing that we must remember about forgiveness is that forgiveness cannot be lost. We must ask for forgiveness every day. And if we ask for forgiveness, truly ask for forgiveness, you must remember that you are forgiven and your slate is clean. It's dealt with. Sometimes I think God gets confused. In, I stung in the cheek now. God never gets confused. But God gets confused when we come with sins that we've already confessed. Four years ago. Now come on, and say, I don't know what you're talking about. Didn't we deal with this sin three years ago? Uh, Psalm 103. We all know that part. 103 verse 11. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. When we repent, God removes our sins from us. As far as the east is from the west. The devil comes. And reminds us of those past sins. Remember I spoke about the shame of sin last time. Our sins are forgiven. Therefore our shame is gone. But the devil wants to come and remind us of all those things that we've done three years ago. Four years ago. Ten years ago. If you've dealt with it, you cannot lose that forgiveness. You must remember. 
that. The question now is, why must we confess our sins? Hoe kom het ons dit doen? So you guys know I'm in IT, ne? So let's talk IT again. Jy krijg altyd een IT les from me when I preach, ne? Not only from the word, but from IT as well. So, we all know Wi-Fi signals. If I spoke about Wi-Fi signals 10 years ago, jylle was soos, hmm. But we all know Wi-Fi signals. We need a Wi-Fi signal to be able to go onto the internet and to communicate with the outside world. Ne? WhatsApp and IT bevandingekies. But for all our devices to work lekker, we need a good Wi-Fi signal. But do you know there are things that can interfere with this signal? Things like your microwave will interfere, yeah. Baby monitors, for the ones where are sit, those baby monitors can interfere with your Wi-Fi signal. Your air conditioners can interfere with your Wi-Fi signal. Or even your Bluetooth devices. Those things can interfere with your Wi-Fi device. Yeah, you learned something today, didn't you? Good. So if... Uh, so things like, uh, yeah, to have a clear communication with God, we need a good signal, just like we need a good sig- signal for Wi-Fi. But sins in our lives can weaken the signal to God. Just like the air conditioner causes interference in our Wi-Fi signal, sin causes an interference with our communication with God. The more unrepented sin we've got in our lives, the weaker our signal to God is going to be. Have you ever said, I don't hear God's voice anymore? I know I have. It's not because God is not talking to us anymore. It's because sin is causing an interference with the signal from God. We need a good and clear signal to communicate with God. We live in a fallen world where it is becoming more and more difficult to be a Christian. Not only for us as adults, but for our children as well. So youth, it's important that you have a clear communications channel with God. So that's the reason why we need to repent from sin. Our repentance must come with Action. Acts 3 verse 19 says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Repent then and turn to God. So the important part of that verse is, and turn to God. We cannot just come before God every day like a ritual and repent our sins and tomorrow we do exactly the same thing. We must repent our sins, then we have to change. We have to turn to God and do it God's way. We mustn't forget that we must become more and more like Jesus. We're not going to be Jesus, but we are striving to become more and more like him. 
Why is it then that sometimes it's so difficult for us to understand this forgiveness thing? Or maybe it's just me that don't really understand this forgiveness thing. I think it is because our image of God is oftentimes influenced uh, from the image from our fathers, our earthly fathers. And that's a problem because think about it. If you broke a window when you were a child, if you broke the window or you scratched the car, did you go to your dad and say, dad, 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 I broke the window. Mm, Yeah, why not? Because you're going to get a kid a hiding, no? <laughs> I know, I got a hiding. I broke a window once. I'll never forget that. Good. Um, and sometimes we think that if we go to the Father to confess our sin, He's going to punish us. And yes, we cannot get away from the consequences of sin. So if, if I murder someone and I go and confess my sin, You're going to end up in jail because the consequences of sin can't be just taken away. But God is a loving Father who always forgives. So ask the Holy Spirit to help you with asking forgiveness. So that's the forgiveness from God part. But in speaking about forgiveness, I want to speak about forgiving others as well. Because it's important that we ask God to forgive our sins. But it's also important that we forgive others if they've sinned against us. And Matthew 6 verse 14, and we all know that verse as well. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Is this verse a suggestion? Mm, I don't think so. If I didn't know God and know that he's a loving God, I would say it seems more like an ultimatum. But let's use the Christianese word for it. God commands us to forgive someone who sins against us. God goes as far and says, if you don't forgive them, he's not going to forgive you. But why is it important, other than the fact that our sins needs to also be forgiven, that we need to forgive a person that has sinned sinned against us? I think forgiving other people, just like in the case with God, helps us with our relationship with those people. It's easy to hold a grudge. It's makkelijk. But holding a grudge comes with so much negative emotions. Towards that person. I'm sure you've heard of the example that a grudge is like, is exactly like the same way as drinking poison. You think by holding a grudge, the other person will be poisoned. But in actual fact, you are the one drinking the poison. You are the one suffering. You are the one that cannot go on living. Ephesians 4 verse 31 is such a great compassionate reminder from God. Get rid of all your bitterness, your rage, your anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind, be compassionate to one another, forgive each other, just as Christ forgave you. Forgive them, man. Move on with your life. It's not worth holding a grudge.
And then the last thing I want to speak about is forgiving God. Have you heard people say that you must forgive God? I guess people say, yeah, but you must forgive God. And I, Although I understand the reason why people say that, I don't think the language that they use is correct. So let's look about, uh, let's look at forgiveness. We ask God for forgiveness. Why? Because we've sinned and he needs to forgive our sins. We forgive somebody else. Why? Because they've sinned against us. But if we say we need to forgive God, it cannot be. Why? Because God is without sin. He cannot sin against us. Nothing God does is wrong, misguided, unwise, or unloving. We, however, don't see it that way. We often think that things don't go the way in which we would have liked it to go, that God has failed us. But God is always good. Things just didn't go the way I thought that it was should go. We are, however, disappointed in God. Because things didn't go our way. God didn't sin against us. We are disappointed. Should we therefore forgive God? I don't think so. I don't think we can. But we should be honest about our feelings that we have of disappointment in God. Yes, things didn't go as planned. But we must have faith that God is in total control. Go before God. Have an honest conversation with him. Tell God if you are angry with him. It's all right. You can be angry with God. Tell him that you don't understand why he said no for something specific. Or even why things happened the way in which they did. Our God, and that you must realize and understands what we are going through. Andrew spoke about it on Wednesday when he spoke about marriages. That was one of the things that stood out for me. God actually knows what we are going through. So have an open discussion with God and deal with the feelings that you have towards God. Maybe speak to somebody, your community leader, deacon, elder, and ask them to process those feelings with you. Because it's important that your relationship with God is restored. But always remember, God cannot sin against you. So there's no reason to forgive God. I want to end with two questions today. The one is, are you living in God's freedom that Jesus has paid such a high price for? Or are you still in bondage with those sins that you've got, that you've did, but you actually just need God's forgiveness for it? Galatians 5 verse 1 says the following, It is for freedom. That Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. It's not necessary. We can live in freedom. Yes, we are saved and we have eternal life. But are you living in freedom 
right now. The second question I want to ask is, are you walking and talking with God every day? Like Adam did before he sinned. Because that is the way in which God planned it. Right from the start. Even when Adam sinned, God made a plan to have a relationship with us. Like he did with Adam. God has given us everything we need to live a godly life. He even sent the Holy Spirit to be our helper. Don't be bound by sin if God has set you free. Let's pray.